Hey everyone, Bob WP here. Welcome. Yes, you see four faces this time. This is this is what the special version of Do the Woo podcast is. Is it's visual? Well, it's actually um, more than that. It's a, a special edition because I have my special friends. I, I never get all three of my co-hosts on at the same time, so. That makes it special. And also, we're just going to talk a little bit about the current situation in the world, how it relates to our own businesses. Just thought it might be good to gather these brains together and hear what's going on. I'm going to dive right into it. This is actually episode 48. We're going to make this an episode. And uh, this will. we are recording this on Thursday the 9th. It'll be coming out next Tuesday, but I just want to let you know in case something happens between now and then, like uh, Mendel moves to another country and we don't see him for a while, and you'll wonder why he was here and why he's not anymore. So anyway, things like that might happen. But speaking of Mendel, Mendel, why don't you, and what I'd like to do is have you tell us a little bit about, well, tell everybody, you know, who you are, of course, but what you know, how is this affecting your business right now? What are you hearing from customers, clients? Just kind of a general overview of how um, how it's being dealt with. So, yeah, uh, cool. Hey, I'm Mendel, and I'm the developer advocate for WooCommerce um, at Nexus. Uh, my um, my specialty is agencies, so uh, help those agencies out that need help. Um, getting connected with cool solutions uh, to run performant WooCommerce. So um, what's happening at Nexus Liquid Web right now? What's happening in the hosting world in general when it comes to COVID-19? I think there's, I think there's, uh, there, there are two things happening. Um, uh, broadly, there are two categories. Uh, one category is internal and one category is external, right? Um, so uh, we, we spent a lot of time uh, talking internally about uh, things like how are we going to help each other? How are we going to help other people? Um, how are we going to stay, uh, stay safe, stay sane? Um, some of us uh, have worked remotely for a long time. Some of us have not worked remotely for a long time. Um, you know, we have we have physical offices, and a lot of web hosts have physical offices um, all around the world. And so, this is something that is uh, significant and important. And just because you're a technology company doesn't necessarily mean that working remotely is is easier in your DNA. Uh, for instance, if you are a server admin. Um, in a data center, uh, it might be more difficult to work remotely than it is if you are, um, you know, somebody in marketing, um, or if you're a facilities person, that might be more difficult. Um, so uh, there, there's some of these dynamics happening. There's also, um, you know, even if your job translates well to being a remote job, um, your team might not be used to working uh, fully remote, and so. Um, so that's an interesting dynamic, and so we're, we've been we've been working through how to support um, each other, which has which has been pretty fun to watch. With um, things you know as as fun and and simple as uh, Netflix watch parties and video game um, uh, video game parties and stuff like that, but then also just having each other's back and taking care of each other. Um, you know, people need to run out for a food run or something like that. And, and uh, we've got one guy that's 3D printing, you know, face shields for, for people, um, people on the outside, first responders and stuff like that. And so um, after we're making sure that we're safe and we're good and we're in a position to um, keep things as business as usual as possible, then, um, then we're looking outward to um, uh, to to the rest of the world, um, and and trying to lend our assistance, right? So, um, so first and foremost is employees uh, and customers, um, because without employees, you can't serve customers. So, um, so making sure that we're able to respond to everything as though the the 
you know, the world is normal. Um, and then, and then trying to spread some of that love and help out into the rest of the world. And I think generally from the responses I've seen from other hosts, other people that are technology providers in the industry, they're, they're doing mostly variants of those things. Some people are talking about it more than others. Um, and so I, so I, I want to stop with that one because I'm curious to, to, to hear how everybody else is dealing in that particular category. But I think, I think that's the first thing is internal um, and, and helping, helping other people in the community. Jonathan. Man. Well, let me just talk first about automatic broadly, you know, one, we're almost entirely distributed with the exception of Tumblr who still had some offices who's now working remotely. So on the one hand, we have a bit of an initial advantage because so much of how we do things is focused on being distributed. And there's been a lot of opportunity for us at automatic to like to help others. People are turning to us and say, Hey, we have questions. How do we do this? How do we do that? I think what's been interesting though, is the in- internal discussions and, some, and something we've all felt is like, yes, we, are in a good spot, but it's still really difficult. A lot of us at Automatic now have our kids home and, you know, that's, that changes things, right? Like my kids have been home for three weeks now and I've had to adjust in terms of when I can do this and when I can do that. And so to the same point that Mendel made, it's, you know, it's been important for us at Automatic, even though we are set up well, this is not business as usual, right? So people, everyone's more stressed in general about these things. So there's been a lot of effort internally to support that, encouraging messages um, and, you know, and encouraging people to, one of the ways of dealing with stress is to look for ways to help those around you, right? I've certainly been the case for me. So, so that's on the automatic side. On the WooCommerce side, I, of course, that my context, that's, I'm responsible for community at WooCommerce. And when I started the year, I had a very clear sense of direction. I'm going to work to bring a hundred new, hundred get us up to like a hundred physical meetups. Like that was my sort of big focus at the beginning of the year and got a lot of interest, a lot of kind of momentum building. And then not too long into the year making the decision, okay, no, we're going to shut all this down for now and switch to virtual. So it's been definitely an adjustment. And at the same time, also I've been really encouraged to see, the positive responses and the willingness of people to make that transition into virtual. For me personally, it's really important to emphasize local communities because one tendency could be to just, oh, let's bring everyone together online. Well, it's easy to get lost and diluted and something like that. So it's been interesting to see the creative ways that people have been finding to foster a sense of local community, um, even as you know we're all kind of stuck indoors. So it's been really interesting. And Brad, yeah. So um, it's been it's been interesting to hear what you guys are saying. You know, we're all obviously in a little bit like we overlap, obviously in the WordPress space and the online space, but we're in different, yep. you know, different markets. So uh, or, or different business models. You know, so it's interesting to hear what you guys are doing. So on the on our side, the agency side, the small business side, you know, um, internally, obviously, you know, Jonathan, you made a great point, right? Like we we've been remote really for ten years now but it's not the same, right? Like there's no guarantee my four-year-old is not going to walk in that door anymore. Yeah. As much as I told him, do not walk in that door. <laughs> it could happen. <laughs> so, and we're, but what's interesting is we're all in that together, right? Not just internally at web dev studios, but also with our clients, right? Like there are more distractions around us. There are more noise in the background. There's more noise in the background. There's more things that could go wrong on a call and that's okay. Right. Right. Yeah. That's okay. Like we're all, in the exact same position, not just, and not just in the U S right all over the world. So it's really interesting to, 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 to think about it like that and to kind of understand that. And that's what we did internally with our team is kind of sat down and said, look, there's a lot of extra stressors in our lives right now. Clearly Um, kids being home is, is an obvious one, but there's a lot more than that, right? Like we don't know everyone's stressors in life in general. Mm -hmm. And this is just like even, even, you know, a hundred fold, you know? So um, basically internally, like we, we, we put together a plan, um, and reached out to our company, our, you know, all of our, our team members at web dev studios and said, look, if you need to adjust your working hours, reach out, let's talk. Um, we'll be more flexible. If you'd rather come in a little bit earlier, maybe take a bigger break during the, during the, during the midday and then, you know, circle back around at night or adjust your time, maybe put some more time in on the weekends so you can have more open hours. Cause we understand that like the kids are home. Um, you know, older kids still need to learn. 
They're the yep. schools are trying to figure out e-learning. Some have it down really well and others have no idea what they're doing. Um, and it's tough, you know, so it's really that, so there's a lot of extra stressors, you know, we, spouses, like maybe the spouse is out of work now. Right. And that, um, income is no longer coming in. So we're trying to do whatever we can internally to help alleviate some of that stress with our team, just by being more flexible, um, with our team. Um, you know, really trying to look at spending, which I think everybody's doing, right. Especially as a small business, like any kind of, um, tightening up the belt, right. Any kind of extra spending, um, that we can eliminate, you know, we're doing that. Um, we're not, you know, we're very fortunate so far that we haven't felt immediate effects, large effects of this. We've had, you know, a few projects that are on pause. Um, but, but by and large, most of our clients are in industries that, um, you know, are actually doing very well, like media, Mm. Um, consumer packaged goods, you know, these industries are, you know, as well as you can be in an environment like this, they're, they're yeah. doing, they're doing good. Right. Um, and some areas are doing even better than normal, like consumer packaged goods, you know, they're just can't make stuff fast enough in some cases. So, um, we're also working with our clients because again, like, like while we're used to work on remote, our clients, a lot of them are not. Um, so we also have to understand that, right. We need to be more flexible. We need to be more understanding. We need to know if they, if they need to move a call last minute, it's fine. You know, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Whatever we need to do to, to help alleviate whatever stress we can on their side, you know, and, and and I think what we're all doing and a lot of people in the space and and even outside the space, but what's really interesting is just how those of us that are more familiar with working from home are really trying to help out those that aren't, Um, even if it's not necessarily a client, you know, relationship, it's just like, Hey, like we've been doing this for a while. Let us, let us help you. Let us give you some tips. Um, I'm really good at working in pajamas, sweats, doing it for a long time. Like it's natural for me, but for most people it's not, you know? So, um, whatever we can do on that front, we're trying to do, but yeah, by and large, I mean, just we're all in it together. That's what we kind of keep, keep preaching internally and with our clients and whatever we can do to help each other. This is just so unprecedented that, um, we don't know where we're going to end up, right? We don't even know what's going to happen next week. So it's a day by day thing, but as long as we're all in it together and helping each other and, pushing forward, I'm confident we're going to be, you know, we'll all be okay. It's just, it's a weird time right now. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing. That's, I, I love hearing all through your perspective. I, you know, I invited my entire team down here so you can see internally my entire team here in front of this uh, microphone, but um, it, it, internally it's, it's strange because I'm not a service provider anymore, service or product. So our lives have always been pretty mellow the last few years. So it's pretty much normal in that sense. I mean, we spend a lot of time at home, so it's, it's, it's an easy thing for me to do. I can relate to people that are struggling with that and, and find it challenging. And also we don't, you know, our, our daughter's grown up long gone. So we have our cat and we don't have kids running around. We don't have that extra layer there. So in a lot of ways, blessed, but then we are both, my wife and I, at the age where we're in the 60 plus. So that adds a little bit of anxiety there in the whole, you know, day to day, even going out, you know, I've been going out once a week shopping. So that I think is probably the biggest thing. And for me internally, it was when this started and, you know, being obsessed with the news and being obsessed with what everybody's saying, do I still want to put out content or do I put on the mindset that, well, people are, you know, they're stressing right now. They need to deal with what they need to deal with. You know, they may need content. They may want to do this. They may want to listen to podcasts. They may want to zone out in front of the TV. They may want to just stare at the wall for, you know, an hour and mellow out. And I decided, well, no, that's, not my nature. So I'm going to just keep pushing out content. And what I've seen externally, since I don't have clients again, basically I have readers and listeners. So the, the monetization part of this site, the side of the business or my side is kind of, you know, it's, it's very erratic. I don't know. You know, I've, I've had some stuff come in sponsorships, things like that, but it's, you know, I'm that other, I'm that person sitting there that is depending on the success of everybody else or the, you know, continue business as usual or as, as usual as it can be. So 
there's that challenge I always wonder. I look at people and I think, you know, God, I feel for these people that are losing jobs or losing clients. And I've been there. I've gone through the recession before in our other business. So I totally get it. And I, you know, it was a tough time. But, you know, and even with the content, I'm seeing probably the visitors have, um, you know, actually views on my site have gone up a bit. And of course, I've been doing a bit more content than usual because I just, it just kind of is what I'm doing. It's just coming naturally to me, but it's erratic. So everything is erratic. Nothing is predictable, you know, and it's almost like Brad said, we're going day to day here. So I can't say, you know, I'm going to put this podcast out and, you know, this many lessons one day, this many another day and try to understand or decipher why it's happening. I just let it go. So I don't worry about the numbers at all right now. And I've never been huge on the numbers. It's like, somebody's listening, if somebody's reading, if somebody's doing something, they can pull away from it. That's great. And I just, it was interesting because the other day I decided to put out like six, six spots. I just, you know, and a lot of people have been doing this and it's been very cool. And I've kind of held back from doing it because of all the content I I end up producing, but I put up six spots on Twitter. I just said, you know, hey, if you want to talk to me 45 minutes about content marketing, podcasting, whatever, I got these four slots, you know, just sign up, you know, if I can help you, you know, and it doesn't even, you know, depending on is it a result of this time and what's going on, or is it just you need some help at this point or some advice or you just want to chat. So within, you know, by the next morning, all six spots were taken. And I thought, well, you know, that's great. I mean, I can add a little bit to the layer there or a little bit of what I'm doing and uh, and that way also connect with people. But it's, yeah, it's very interesting. And, you know, I could look back at when I was doing client work and, you know, the other challenges that would be on top of everything else right now. So I'm, you know, in one way, I, I feel very fortunate. I'm still plugging along. And, uh, but I, I feel for a lot of people out there that, you know, just it's hitting them left and right. So. So, you know, Bob, um, you, you brought up a really interesting thought or a really interesting point. And that is the, this whole idea of taking things day by day. Um, recently, I was I was talking with somebody and they said um, they said they were they were sitting outside and um, they noticed the grass and they noticed the birds and they noticed all these all these things happening around them. And it was funny they mentioned it to me because I I had a similar experience um, sitting outside one day as well. I, I started looking around and realizing that the birds and the grass they don't really care. They in fact they don't even know, right? Like they they don't really know what's what's going on. They probably know that there are like fewer jerks driving their cars and hitting them, um, <laughs> but like but but they don't really know. And I think that there's a super important time to. Um, to connect with the fact that that life is different and to mourn the life that we had right um and and to really contemplate and like sit with that grief a little bit um i also think there's an important moment uh to start to look at our businesses um in, in a way that we can move forward confidently and lean into um, lean into a new way of doing business and um, and so I've I've started to see some businesses doing this I've started to try and do this myself um, and that is to to kind of come up with a, a new plan and instead of thinking of it as a day by day thing, thinking of it as a, this is a new normal thing, right? I know we've heard that term, um, but thinking of it as, as, as I move forward, this is what I'm going to lean wholeheartedly into, right? So um, in my case, I've, I've been producing videos and I've been um, uh, having similar meetings to you, uh, Bob, talking with people, having some office hours, trying to help them uh, get through whatever they're trying to figure out uh, in their online world. And these aren't things that I'm just doing now. They're things that I plan on on bringing forward into whatever world we're stepping into because I believe um, that our, our world is changing um, uh, notably, 
I don't, I don't know, I don't know how much different it will be, but I know that there's a notable change happening. And, uh, and I, I just think it's important at some point to come out of that grief and, and move towards, um, a strong stance in however you're moving your business forward, whether that's, uh, uh, you know, a, a restaurant becoming a grocery store, um, or understanding that they have now the flexibility to offer, um, both groceries and, um, and pre-made stuff and, and pivot in that way, depending on the, the environment, you know, uh, just becoming more agile, realizing that there are other things that you can adapt to, um, and moving forward with that kind of in your, in your playbook. So that's, I don't know, just something to think about, I guess. That was, yeah. it was, that was good, Mendel. Um, yeah, you know, point, another point I want to kind of tack onto that is, um, I I think a lot of us, all of us, if, if not, we should be like, really look at some of the silver lining here. And I know it's, sometimes it's hard to think about that. I know it is for me, because if you watch the news for any amount of time and obviously we want to stay current on what's going on, but it's overwhelming because it's, it's, it's very negative, you know, and that's just the situation we're in. But, you know, so I'm trying to really look at the silver linings. Like, you know, I get to eat lunch with my son every day now, you know, and I didn't get to do that before. Um, and that's cool. You know, like we block out time. I actually take two hours out of my day every day now in my schedule. I, I talked about kind of adjusting our schedules. So my wife works at web dev with me. So guess what? <laughs> we have to take turns because she's got stuff she has to get done too. So, um, so every day, you know, I meet lunch with my son, which is awesome, you know, and he's in those really formative years. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're spending more time together now than we have since he was an infant. Um, you know, so while some days it may be more challenging than others, <laughs> Um, you know, I'm still really cherishing that time. Now, will he remember all this and, and why we're doing this? I don't, I don't necessarily know because he's kind of at that cusp of we're not trying to give him too much information about what's going on because I don't think he would be able to understand it. Um, but at the end of the day, he knows he's hanging out with mommy and daddy all day and he's extremely excited about that. So for me, in my personal life, like that is that, that's the, that's the good, the good silver lining. That's the thing I need to think about anytime I'm kind of getting down or the news is, just getting so negative that it's, it's hard to, hard to take is just look for those silver linings and all of our, we all have them and they're all a little bit different, but I think just try to find those and hold on to those. And that's, what's going to help us kind of get through this. In my experience, it's important to, to try to be conscious of like, uh, I guess just the impact that it's having. Cause it's easy to forget sometimes like, okay, why, why does today seem harder? Like, well, there's a lot of things that you're maybe not as aware of. There's a lot of extra stressors that sometimes will push you out to focus on something, but it's still, you're having a difficult day. And for me, an arc over the past year or so has just become more um, accepting of myself and like, Hey, it's difficult. Let's go ahead and just accept that today is a difficult day and let's do our best to finish strong for me personally. It's like having my tiny habits that I can sort of keep building on top of and playing with and, and even if I, even if other things fall apart, like I, that kind of keeps me on the rails, but just accepting some of the days that, okay, wow, there's a lot going on here. Um, I don't have to just fix this right now. Maybe I need to catch up on sleep, go to bed earlier and try again tomorrow. And just, and then I find that if I'm better about that with myself, it tends to be easier to be uh, more patient with my kids and um, with my spouse and those around me. But it's I, sometimes it's easy to just forget. Like you'll be having to like, wait a minute, there's still a lot happening out there. It's not just this circumstance. It's not just the, this difficulty. There's a lot of other things that are weighing at the same time. Yeah, I let myself wander when I want to wander. So it's not, you know, I, I, I like what I do. I like, you know, sitting down, producing the content. I, you know, and Mendel, you're right. There's been a lot of things that have, that have come out of this that I thought, yeah, this is, this is stuff long-term, you know, whether it's a business or even how I think about certain things and uh, been getting creative with that. But yeah, if I'm, if I'm working and, you know, I just suddenly it hits me and I'm thinking, okay, you know, I need a little bit of a break. I'll, you know, wander around. I mean, we live in a perfect kind of place. The other day I looked outside and there was two ducks on the roof of the house next to us. And I, you know, all I could think of is, my God, I've never seen ducks on the roof of a house. I mean, I've seen a lot of ducks around here waddling around. And they were just sitting up there and they were looking towards the ocean. So then my wife and I got us, we started talking about how they were, you know, enjoying the day and 
talking about the ocean and talking about this is a hell of a perspective up here compared to how we're always on the ground or we're always floating in some little pond. And, you know, just, I, and, and that's probably my natural way anyway, but sometimes I'll relate it to what's going on. I'll look at something a little bit odd that happens and not, not make light of it, but make it a little bit more interesting, a little bit more fun and an experience that you think, you know, okay, this is really strange, everything that's going on. And now there's ducks on the roof. That's strange too. So does that have something to do with this? I doubt it, but I don't know what ducks are thinking right now. You know, like you said, Mendel, the birds in the yard, do we, do they really know what's going on around here? Or, you know, it's. I feel you, Bob. I I watched a spider today, like do crazy (laughs) stuff to its prey in its web. And And I'm on the phone with my mom and I'm like, hold on. Hold on, there's a spot there's a spider and it's it's killing this brain. She's you know like, what? Are you okay? Like, I want to know what our conversations are gonna be like a month from now. It's only like three weeks in so far. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Man, I, I saw, saw two, I saw two little odd bugs on the window doing it, you know, and I thought, man, my <laughs> oh, god, they're Bob, actually you always oh. have to take it there, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was just too I was weird. watching the grass grow for a couple of hours and wow, it just really <laughs> month from now, Bob will be like, I caught those effing ducks and they'll never be on that roof again (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh bob you made a point earlier about um maybe you feel a little guilty about pushing out content things like that i think that's if we could circle back to that a minute because i think as a business owner Mm, um i think that's something that we're all thinking about too right like one hand there's a pandemic obviously we're all worried for our health for our family for our friends don't obviously we don't want to see anyone suffer from from this nasty yeah. virus. On the other hand, we have a business to run. You know, we have you know bills to pay. We have you know, in my case, I have payroll. I have employees um, doing everything we can to keep you know keep keep the lights on and keep everyone um, you know working. So it's this weird kind of balance right now of like being respectful to the situation, but also. Like I don't think business as usual is necessarily, and it's not business as usual, but in the sense of moving forward with the business, I think that's a good thing, right? Because we need to continue to move forward. And honestly, seeing you keep a regular schedule with content with podcasts is is that little bit of normalcy that we can all use right now, you know. So, um, and even hit stepping into high gear, pushing out more content, like you said, like Mendel, you said you've been doing a lot of video content and stuff. Like, I think that's great, you know, because you know, we're just in this weird situation. And if we all just stop doing anything, um, especially from a professional standpoint, this is going to be way worse off than, than what we're hoping for. Right. So, but we have to be sensitive to the situation. So it's a little bit of a balancing act of, yes, you want to be sensitive to what's going on, but you know, we also have companies to run, um, or companies sensitivity. that are successful. And so we have to find that balancing act, which is kind of a weird spot right now. That sensitivity is an interesting thing. Like, so I'll take a business for instance, that's positively affected, right? Where there's suddenly more interest in their services and they're just doing their best to keep up. What kind of a message do they send businesses that are negatively affected? How do they like be empathetic and sympathetic without like, okay, like feeling desperate, right? Like it's very difficult. Um, for us at Woo, like we're seeing more interest in Woo across the board, yeah. which kind of generally makes sense. And and part of the question is, well, how do we serve folks effectively without any hints of like taking advantage of the situation, mm-hmm. right? Like I think we can, or we're coming from that point of we're, we're starting with service, but we have to also be sensitive of like, like it's, yeah, when you're communicating a message, how do you make sure that it's being sensitive and useful at the same time? And it's it's difficult. I'm sure we've all seen things that we've already felt were yes, you know, taking it too far. Well, and at first, like, like coupon uh, codes and stuff. And over yeah. the first week, it was interesting to see the ads. There were ads running still. That's like, all right, this is a tone deaf ad. This is clearly an ad that's um, like you probably shouldn't be pushing this product right now. And uh, clearly the ads have just been scheduled to run. So then you started to see that come down. Mm-hmm. People are like reducing spend in a number of different areas. And now they're starting to adapt. Some are doing really well. Some, like you said, are like, okay, guys, no, no. You well, it's a fine line between encouragement and um, um, sensitivity because you, you want to encourage people to do things. You know, I could say, yeah, you know, it's it's time to push up your content a bit or it's time to 
start a podcast, but then you want to step back at that sensitivity and say that, you know, I don't want to push it on people and feel like, oh yeah, you have all the time now, or we assume people have all the time, which I think is a, a, uh, a mistake in a lot of ways, because it's not necessarily we have more time now. We're just, some people are just frozen, you know, and they, they yeah. feel like they can't produce. So it's, it's real, it's, it's tough to have that, um, balance there and to get people, you know, like I said, to keep the spirits up, but also to be have, empathetic at the same time and not say, you know, now's the time to hustle. Do that hustle you've always wanted to do. Well, maybe I want to watch ducks on a roof or grass grow, you know, instead <laughs> right now. I mean, yeah, I, I want to watch ducks on a roof at this point. Like, I'm looking forward to that Netflix documentary. <laughs> we need a web, we need a webcam uh, on the ducks. Uh, <laughs> I, th- I think the example, I think the example stays mostly the same, um, or, or the tactic stays mostly the same um, throughout the example of the, uh, the small business or the large corporation. You know, whether you're GE or whether you're um, an electric company or a local restaurant, um, and I don't know that these are different principles than than they've ever been. Right? You want to be reliable. You want to communicate. You want to over communicate when when you're in situations like this. So if you're a local restaurant and you're you know you're you're um, you're still open, um, you're still in business, telling people, hey, we're here, we got you, we got your back. Um, let us know what you need. Communicate with us. We're here to communicate with you. And doing that, doing that quickly, I think that's that's key for a small business. And then you look at medium businesses. Um, large businesses, whatever, it's, it's, it's the same thing. Um, when we, uh, when all this stuff first started happening, um, and, and we continue to do it this way, um, we, we put up a, a portal page, right. Um, or a, or a landing page basically said, Hey, we're here. We're still open. These are all the things that we're doing to make sure that your service is reliable that your experience is reliable, that you can still reliably get a hold of one of our people, even though, they're sitting in their pajamas the same way you are dealing with their dog and three kids and whatever um, uh, when, when they take breaks. Right. But, um, but, but that we're here and we're serious about making sure that, that your experience is good. And I think, I think any business um, should be communicating and over communicating that, um, that stance, right. Uh, If you truly are now, if you're not and you, and you can't provide that that service, then also be honest about that. And people are are likely going to be a little more accepting of that right now um, than maybe they w- would have been if it were a sunny day, the economy is great, and you're like, hey, we just don't feel like helping you, you know. <laughs> so uh, I think I think over communicating is is important, and and just I I don't think you're ever going to go wrong when you tell people. Um, genuinely that you've got their back and and you're going to take care of them. It's interesting. We were talking about normalcy a little bit earlier and the way that I've been thinking about it, one, it's important to acknowledge that it's not business as usual. Like this is a strange time yet at the same time, having routine and having the things that like, and I've had some living experiments with our kids here over the past couple of weeks. Um, but having, having a, an adjusted routine, like you can't expect to do the same things that you've been doing. Like we can't, the park is closed now. So if it were summertime, like we'd be spending more time at the park, but the park is closed. So even as the weather gets nicer, we have to, but, but still, even though as we acknowledge the situation, still having a, okay, and here's what we're going to do. Here's, here's what, here's how we're going to adjust to this change and still being flexible about that. But yeah, I, it's that that's important. And for a small business, especially it's like, okay, let's acknowledge it. This is different now, but these are the fundamentals. These are the things that are not changed communication, providing value to our customers. This is the way that we can do it. And I think what we're starting to see more of is businesses that are looking at areas of ways that they can provide value that they hadn't before. And there's like an opportunity for innovation. Uh, we have to acknowledge that for many, that's just straight up painful and for, or really for all. And for some, there's like, there's nothing they can do right now, but for some, if you'll start with that, the acknowledgement, but then say, okay, but what can we do now? How can we provide value? You're seeing people get online who they put off, they've been putting off things. And now they're getting into it. And 
There are multiple businesses in Austin that they sent me an email and they're like, hey, we used to be this like mom and pop shop. Um, surprise, we have a new online store, you know, order whatever you want. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yep, I'm going to take that, that and that, right? Because yeah, like, it's also rewarding that uh, you've heard about the the distilleries, I'm sure, uh, changing over to hand sanitizer yeah. companies. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, I'll take 64 ounces of the good stuff, you know, like it, <laughs> whatever, because they're keeping people in, in business. Yeah. Um, uh, p- p- you know, they're keeping jobs jobs around. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool to see more people coming online as a result of, of this, I guess that's my happy moment, right? Yeah. <laughs> Seeing people finally dust off those plans to, to build an online like store. New, you know, we talked about how things won't be the same. And I, I agree yes. with that. Like this is, this is a new chapter and we don't know what that's going to look like right now. Cause we're in the middle of it. But um, the one thing I do know is it's good for, it's good for the internet. Um, yes. you know, cause everybody is, is now whether they did or not in the past, they now realize how important, um, internet is how important it is to have an online presence. If you're a business or like schools, like some schools yep. are really good at e-learning fully equipped. All the kids have like Chromebooks. Yep. No problem. They didn't skip a beat. Other schools have, have no idea what to do. And they're like scrambling to try to figure out how to get some some learning to their to these students, especially older kids that, you know, these are important years. You can't just skip a whole you know semester of high school um, and go into the next year. Like you're going to struggle a little bit. You know, there's going to be some kids in some tough spots, I'm sure. So I, schools are going to have to reevaluate e-learning. Businesses yeah. are going to have to reevaluate remote working and how critical it is that they have some kind of a plan in place that they can work remote in a situation like this. So the, at the very least, the new norm is going to be that people are going to pivot to the internet um, and figure out ways to work through the internet. If this were to ever happen again or something else um, at this level, God forbid, you know, that keeps everybody in their homes. Um, that is the new norm. So being in the industry, you know, the internet online sector, like we all are, um, I think Jonathan, you said there's a lot of interesting opportunities. There's going to be a lot of innovation. And I think all of us and all the people watching are going to be right there at the front lines helping however we can, you know? So I think it's going to be very exciting to see the web, where the web's at just in a year or two from now. I'm part of a local like Toastmasters, um, organization and, um, <clears throat> we didn't skip a beat the first week, uh, we jumped into zoom and it was very interesting to like adapt. If any of you have been, it's like a very formal, like this happens, this happens. You go up to the podium, this happens. And we had to adapt yet figured out pretty quickly how to do it. And have created a good experience that by the second and third week, we were starting to invite guests into. And it was cool to be able to be in a position and, and all of us have this where things that we take for granted about how to use technology and how to put you know, things together and, and our familiarity with it, it's really valuable in a time where more people are saying, okay, well, it's time. I need to, I need to finally get a, a camera or a microphone or I need to do this or I need, uh, hopefully you got that early because now it's really hard. <laughs> it's hard to find those things. But uh, it's interesting to watch people where necessity breeds these new experiences that when it's all done, you're like, you know what? We could actually make it easier for people to attend these things who maybe mm-hmm. can't get out all the time. Like it doesn't have to be this way. We can adapt it. That's interesting because it's opening up these new opportunities that either expand and they probably can be kind of an add-on now for a lot of instances, just like you said, the Toastmasters. I mean, you know, and and it it probably gives people a different perspective when you think of it because it is a lot of the things when we're talking with each other and we're sitting and talking with each other around a table or, you know, lunch or whatever, we move that online. It is truly a different experience. And maybe that is beneficial in a lot of ways because it's giving people a new comfort level for things they might want to start exploring that they never did before. They'll think, hey, you know, next time they hear somebody doing something online when things are, you know, yes. semi-normal, they'll go, yeah, man, I, I, I enjoyed it. So now I'm going to dive into that instead of saying, oh, you know, God, I can't be online. You know, that's the last thing I, I want to do. I don't even know what, what button to push. And it's going to really, it, it, it is, it's, it's expanding opportunities for people 
in a um, controlled situation. Kind all of. all criticism suspended. We get a little round of applause for Zoom. Like it's been crazy to see like kids using Zoom mm-hmm. like, all around the world. People using it like totally. It's been like talk about the infrastructure load and having to be prepared for things like that. I've been like, man, nice work, guys. Yeah, I'm really surprised yeah. it didn't have some some outages at least in the first week, especially. But they had what 700 million new visitors to to Zoom.us. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, I something that I think is super cool, kind of um, uh, going off of what you were saying, Bob, is they uh, you know this painting uh with wine thing um that people do uh or you, you go sit in a room and you have a canvas and they teach you how to paint and you paint something terribly but you're you know on your fourth glass of wine and so it doesn't really matter and um i i've seen these things going online where they have this this thing where they'll give you this package and then you can go take it to your house and you can you know you can paint um, and, and watch the instructor do it. Uh, there are wine and cheese tastings, um, through, through, uh, a cheese place here in Austin. They're, they're doing tastings. You go pick up the plate, um, or they put it in your trunk and then you take it home and you, you do the cheese tasting remotely, you know, and there there's wine tasting the same way. And when I think about it, I, I also can't help but think that this is going to be super great for, um, people that are, in vulnerable populations um, or couldn't get out of their house Mm. um, that never really could experience the world Mm. the same way an able-bodied person could, right? Um, Or somebody that that wasn't in a vulnerable population. Um, You know, think about somebody that's that's bedridden, but they really love to paint, right? Um, Or maybe they've never tried painting. Like, think about how cool that would be to connect in that way. And so, I can I can see some really interesting possibilities with the mashup of the physical world and the virtual world. Um, now that literally everybody in the world has a webcam and and everybody has you know a microphone and 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 you know they're thinking outside the box to to create these experiences. So I I'm really excited about about that and that that also opens up new people and new possibilities of meeting people, if only virtually, um, that I would have never met, you know? Um, so I, I don't know. I think that's pretty cool too. Have any of you guys play with Mozilla hubs or similar things? No. So no. It, it's uh, Mozilla hubs is um, it's like a virtual reality space, but it's very accessible. So you can use headsets, which is, you know, it's kind of optimized for, but you can also just use a keyboard or a mobile device and it puts you in these physical, like these virtual spaces together where one of the big things you'll notice if you're wearing headphones is like sound is like you move. And But I, it's been, I've done some playing with it and started to think about like having WordPress experiences, like WordCamp experiences that are virtual. And I was really impressed with my first few of like, wow, you can actually, there's something about like having an avatar and for people gaming, it's all really familiar, but the whole point is if you're not used to it, making it really accessible and being able to experience like someone behind you or hearing a voice in another room. And uh, I don't know, like, th- again, things that people wouldn't try otherwise, but then they'll like, oh, wow, this is a really like interesting experience that you now have context for when, you know, we can appreciate being able to get together physically, actually. Again. Where's the, when's the first VR word camp? <laughs> Sometime this year, probably. Word camp VR, baby. <laughs> Well, I, th- I think, I think it's a, 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 a there's a fine um, point to make here. And that is a lot of people think about um, VR as completely virtual. Mm-hmm. And I guess, I guess what I'm suggesting is that it's possible to integrate the physical world in with the virtual world so that, yeah, you know what, maybe your environment doesn't look exactly the same, but you're doing the same thing in the same place with yes. the same, smelling the same things. Yes. Um, you know, touching the same things, seeing the same things. And so that that's a notable augmentation to the to the VR yeah. idea. Yeah, being able to like watch a movie together, but in different places, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Shared experience, right? Um, and shared experience that is not as scary as, you know, we're not to the point yet where VR can uh, make it so that you can feel, taste, 
you know, all that stuff, um, at least safely or non-experimentally. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. All righty. Well, this has been a, a great conversation. And I, I think what I like is that I had no idea where we were going to go with it. Uh, let everybody know we did not plan this or to talk about anything that we were going to talk about. I had made a few notes and I'm just kind of pushed them aside. But I think that um, what I like about it is that we have talked more positive than, you know, uh, I don't know how long we've been going here. If it's been quite an hour, probably maybe about 45 minutes or so, but it's, we brought a lot of positivity to the situation and I think everybody can use some of that right now because, you know, we didn't do it in a smarmy, um, you know, big grin, um, unreal kind of way. We, we did it down to earth. And really, I think a lot of people listening to this couldn't relate to what you all shared and maybe, you know, yeah, maybe think of it as, Okay, there are there are some good things that are coming out of this. I you know often that's the case. I mean, out of anything, you never know what will in the long term uh, affect you, and you know what new adventures you'll have and new things you'll explore. So I don't know if we want to end this with um, I don't know if you each would have some final little comment or little thought you might want to add to that, and then and then we'll just you know kind of um. Um, head off into the um, sunset, or I guess it's going to going to be go sunset sooner ducks. or later. Yeah, go watch the ducks or bugs <laughs> or whatever you want to watch. <laughs> Mendel, you want to start with something? Yeah, sure. Um, just want to say, uh, it, you know, in the spirit of everything we're talking about here, um, I'm a guy with uh, tons of experience in the online world um, and with WordPress and WooCommerce, and I'm extremely happy to open up my time um, and attention to uh, to you if you need something um, whether it's you know it's building something or learning about something or finding a resource and just getting getting uh, sent in the right direction so um, I'm at if you will it on Twitter um, no strings attached <laughs> no money attached just um, just some goodwill so uh, let me know if you need something Cool. Jonathan? Yeah, I am cord out of my computer for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, okay, he, he's done with it, you know. But he <laughs> yeah. compliments Zoom and then it loses his feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think the thing that's really stood out for me is how important, even as we're stuck at home, community is in the midst of this. And as I've been working with organizers around the world, uh, my encouragement is like, Hey, just lower the bar. Um, don't like we, a lot of people have, Oh, I need to do this big production and, and just connecting each other. Like, and so it's, it's often unspoken. Like I'm someone I, I don't, I love being at home. I've noticed though, like I, I don't like that. I can't go out. I mean, of course I could, but like, you know, I'm trying to follow the rules and it, it's, it's tough. Like it wears on you. Community is really important and just encouraging people to both find community to connect to in the midst of this and also to be a part of facilitating that connection, like helping others get connected, inviting people to do things. You know, I've done more like extra projects with my local school and local church community. And those have been valuable ways of like just connecting with people because we're all like that. That is the unique thing about this to me is as I talk to people around the world, like we're all being affected by this. So recognizing and remembering how important it is as humans to be connected to each other and you know, finding ways to, to do more of that. Um, sometimes you'll, and then having a positive experience, like, wow, I really needed that. I didn't even know I needed that. Brad? Yeah. Mine, I think similar to Jonathan's, but I'll kind of go back to the idea of just, you know, think of the, look at the silver linings. Like really, this is an unprecedented time. This is something we'll never forget. Um, you know, we've never been anything like this. And to your point, Jonathan, the fact that it's global, um, is even crazier. You know, my sister lives in Scotland and, um, I'm talking to her more now than, and her 
family than we have in a long time. You know, I'm talking to friends that I haven't talked to in years. Like we're just popping on Zoom because everyone's kind of bored and antsy and like, hey, let's connect. I'll throw up a Zoom. Anybody wants to maybe have a coffee or a beer or something, let's let's hang out. So, I've, and I'm seeing a lot of that. Like people are really, even though we're not able to get together, like people are really trying to figure out different unique ways to connect virtually. And especially with people they haven't even seen in years. And I, th- I feel like families are connecting more, um, again, virtually. Um, but but it's 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 an interesting time. So I kind of I keep going back to that because there's so much negative news and the news is so negative because it kind of has to be with what we're going through. Like that's the facts. The facts are negative, unfortunately. So the, you got to look at the positive side of it um, and look at that. Like you said, John, the community connections like family and friends um, connecting over Zoom or FaceTime or whatever that looks like chatting on you know Facebook or Slack or whatever. Like I just I feel like I'm almost I'm more connected in some sense. Um, in some areas than I have been in a long, long time, which sounds kind of weird to say, but it's true. Um, and of course, there's other areas where I'm not, right? Like you said, John, it's hard. It, it kind of like you don't realize you want to leave until someone tells you, you can't. Then you're like, yeah. I got to get out of here. <laughs> you know, so look for the silver linings. There's a lot of positivity out there. At the end of the day, the entire world's in this together. Um, the news is starting to get a little bit better in the U.S. I think we're starting to see some positive stuff, hopefully, um, flattening the curve a little bit, especially like in the New York area. So, um, stay positive, look for the positivity and, uh, we'll get through this together. Excellent. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I've already kind of spoken my two cents there and yeah, I just say, you know, just, um, hang in there the best you can and, uh, reach out, you know, you got some great people here. I'm always available if you want to reach out and, you know, and I just personally want to thank the three co-hosts I have because they've, they've always been here for me when I, you know, when their time comes around, they're not saying, oh, Bob, you know, just can't do it this time. They they chime right in and they um, jumped at the chance to get on here and have this little bit of discussion. And so I'm I'm fortunate to have Mendel, Jonathan and Brad and they uh, they um, they you know, they I know sometimes they talk behind my back, but I don't care. And we had nothing to do. So, yeah, really, <laughs> this is this is prime time for me. I can just <laughs> ping them anytime and get. Hold of it, so. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. I really appreciate you pulling together for this. I think this has been the great chat. I hope people get a lot of it. And I just uh, yeah, we'll just, um, you know, leave it out. Leave it at that. And Hang in there, take care, and reach out to any of us if you have any questions or just want to chat. We're all here for you. So until next time, do the woo.